important life lessons from my mother. Some of my memories about Kajiado are sensitive while others are downright glossy, like the giraffes, zebras, and antelopes we got to see in our backyard. And the first time my sister and I saw some Maasai in their traditional attire face to face. We had just moved in from Western Kenya and had only seen them in books and magazines. It was a nice feeling. I also remember the way we young ones would greet each other by touching palms or touching and sliding all the way off. And the way a Maasai elder greeted us by placing the palm of the right hand lightly on the head and said, Suba, to which we'd respond, Eba. You see, my mother taught at a high school which was in the middle of a game reserve. We called the school OHS, which was an abbreviation for Olkejuado High School. In fact, all the schools around were in abbreviations. There was AIC for the AIC girls school, and then the boys school with no name. Well, unless PBS or primary boarding school is a name. Sometimes on our way home from school, we found a dead hyena. We never saw live hyenas or lions though. I guess these were kept safely away from the public. I remember us singing assembly songs at school, such as this Kiswahili one, which was about the Samaritan woman at the well. Msamaria alionja akapata kutambua vile maisha yalivyo kuwana yesu muyoni alikimbia nyumbani akawambia wenzake vile maisha yalivyo kuwana yesu muyoni inapotembea sana huwaona watu wengi wanaoja wana roho kuwana yesu muyoni then there was this one about Belshazzar's feast in Daniel chapter 5. Walikwepo mfaume akatohwa karamu ya heshima akasema vile twe vile viombo baba yake alitoa Yerusalemu ni ajabu Sahiyo kwa kweli vikatokea vidole vya mkono wa mwanadamu vikaandika meneme meneme tekeli na peresi There was also this one from Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 which is about guarding your heart Linda linda moyo wako kuliko vyote ulinda vyo kesho sana na kuomba linda linda moyo wako wengine hulinda sigara sportsman embassy na 555 lakini wewe mtu wa Mungu linda linda moyo wako and then there was this one it was a rather blunt one since it was about the vain things human beings do forgetting that God created them from dust and that one day they will die. 
Watembea kwa maringo mwenzangu, watembea kwa maringo. Watembea kwa maringo mwenzangu, watembea kwa maringo. Ukumbuke mwili wako ni mavumbi ya dunia. Mungu aliyekuumba kwa udongo siku moja utakufa. Almost all the primary school age going children of the staff at OHS went to the same school as my sister and I. And so we were friends. Among the friends were five sisters from my Ugandan family and they lived just a few blocks away from our house. The other friend was a girl from South India whom I will call Judy and she lived a bit far from our house. The eldest of the five sisters, Judy and I, were in the same, same class. Even though Judy was the youngest in our class, she always came top of the class. She was a sweet, good-natured and playful young girl who was always cheerful. One day, the five sisters threw a birthday party for one of their sisters and invited Judy, my sister, and I over. We ate lots of beef samosas, mandazi, and other snacks prepared by the eldest sister of the five who was a gifted cook. A few days later, Judy invited us over to her birthday party. However, the snacks at this party were not, were not the usual African snacks that we were used to, and so we left her house still feeling hungry. One of us complained about this, and by the next day, we were not talking to Judy as we came back home from school. I do not remember the details of what happened on this day, except that Judy walked past us and began catwalking in her usual playful self. And then my friends and I began shouting, Umeringa, meaning she was being snobbish. I do not know what came over me just then, because Judy was not a snob, but I found myself singing as my friends joined me. Watembea kwa maringo mwenzangu, watembea kwa maringo, watembea kwa maringo mwenzangu, watembea kwa maringo. Ukumbuke mwili wako ni mavumbi ya dunia Mungu aliyekuumba kwa udongo siku moja utakufa Heartbroken she told her mother about it Her parents were both teachers at the same school where my mother told When her mother told my mother what we had done my mother was furious. Mother made some snacks, prepared some tea, and invited Judy and four of their of the sisters who had sung that dreadful song at Judy. The fifth sister was not involved as she was still in nursery school. They all accepted her invitation, not knowing what to expect. 
after we had had the tea and lovely snacks that she had prepared, my mother said. Now girls, I have called you here for a reason. Judy's mother came to me and told me how you girls sang a very nasty song at Judy. What a shame. You see, today you are young, but very soon you'll be women. If you do not stop such disgraceful behavior, you will end up being nasty, bitter old women. Or do you think such women just turn that way in their adulthood? No, it started as a habit from the time they were young. Such a habit, if left unchecked, leads to those kinds of horrible women who no one wants to befriend. Turning to my sister and me, she said, And now you two, that is not how I raised you. I do not want to hear this kind of nonsense ever again from the two of you. Have you heard? Yes, Mama, we replied. Whenever my sister and I had a fight and we wanted to talk to each other again, one of us would say to the other, Sorry, and the other person would respond, Never mind. This is something that my mother had taught us to do. However, in Kajiado, one would simply say, Friends, to which the other person would respond, Friends. And so the next morning, Judy and the four sisters passed by our house so that we could walk together to school like we had always done before the fight. Friends, she said, shaking our hands as we all responded, Friends. Oh dear, to this day I still feel bad about singing such a nasty song to one of the few truest friends I have ever had in my life. Even my mother, before she died on 5th April 2020, used to ask me from time to time whether I had managed to reconnect with Judy in Facebook. She knew that Judy was one of my few friends in life. I told her I had failed to find her on the internet. And indeed, I have failed to find Judy. I will always remember Judy's mother because of one thing she told my mother about something wrong that I had done. You see, just before we left Sikuti, I had written a few sentences about myself in a magazine called The Children's Viva, while my sister had written about our dog, Topi. The Children's Viva used to come with a women's magazine called Viva, which my mother used to buy. To our surprise, The Children's Viva magazine published our stories. I then wrote another one about my aunt Prudence, and again, the Children's Viva published it. However, we missed that issue. Although the former headmistress of Sikuti Girls High School who lived in Nairobi by then had read the article and told my aunt about it, I remember it was a May issue because the Children's Viva published my letter where I was complaining about not receiving the May issue and they promised to send me a copy. 
but he never did. Anyway, by the time we moved to Kajiado, I had started writing longer stories. And because the Viva magazine was no longer being published, I felt that I needed to start sending my stories to the children's section of one of the Sunday newspapers. Just before we left Sikuti, my mother had bought us many of Enid Blyton's book series, The Secret Seven and The Famous Five. When we moved to Kajiado, she would borrow books from the library for us to read, such as Laura Ingalls Wilder's Little House on the Prairie book series and Little Women, Charles Dickens' David Copperfield, A Tale of Two Cities, Oliver Twist, and A Christmas Carol, Mark Twain's The Adventures of Tom Sawyer, and so many other books by different authors. Feeling lazy, I just got a children's storybook that I had borrowed from Judy and copied one story from it word for word. And then I sent it to the children's section of one of the Sunday newspapers. To my surprise, it got published. The headmistress of my school saw it and asked me if I had written it. Judy's mother also saw it and told my mother about my plagiarism. My mother said to me, Why did you copy that story from the children's book? You should write stories using your own words. Huh? It's not good to copy other people's work and then pass it as your own. Many years later, when I was an adult, my late father showed my sister, brother-in-law, and I that article, which he had saved from that time when he happened to teach at a high school in Nairobi. Seeing the pride that he had in that article, and the way he truly believed that it was written in my own words, I was too ashamed to tell him that I had plagiarized it, even though I made a copy of it and laminated it. When I showed the copy to one of the British missionaries at the school where I was working, I knew that he could tell that I had plagiarized it, even though he made me start writing articles for the school newsletter after that. <laughs>